Right, Gamble's <clears throat> comments tonight. Um, here, coming here from Australia, catching up with Derek Delaney, all the way from Ireland. Firstly, welcome to Campbell's comments for the first time, Derek. Thanks very much, Bob. We are um, here to cover off on a, on a few things, but um, we're probably going to find out a little bit more about yourself uh, and Ireland. But the one thing, I think we'll get the message out there from the start. We're here to promote the Vincent Delaney Memorial Weekend, um, which is coming up on August 12 to 13. Um, it's, a, it's a weekend that means a little bit to you or a lot to you and, and your family, but it's also a very, very big uh, meeting in harness racing as well there in Ireland, mate. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, the event has actually been held in Wales the last couple of years. The uh, track in Dublin where we first held the event back in 2012. And I think it was 2020, 2021. Um, it is now closed, so we moved to Wales to St. Prince. It's just a ferry ride across. And it's like 40 miles to far side, so it's, it's, it's handy enough for access for the Irish horsemen travelling over, you know. Um, how long does that take? Forty miles. It's, well, it's forty miles drive. It takes. It's about it's, on the ferry it is three and a half hours approximately. Yep. So and it, like you can get a quicker boat that goes in an hour and forty five minutes, I think. But it's around three hours for ten minutes, and from Dublin Port, and then you get to Hollyhead, and then it's like a forty mile. It's an hour drive from the port to the far side to the racetrack. So it's not too bad. We will get on. We might touch on racing and, and how it all looks over there and that in a minute. But the Vincent Delaney Memorial, Vincent Delaney is your brother? Yeah, Vincent was my younger brother. We had three brothers in our family. Uh, James is the older brother, which is a partner in, in, in our school here. And then the younger brother is Vincent. And he um, passed away at 27 back in 2011 where, where he had a heart attack passed away and in 2012 we had the inaugural um, memorial in his memory for two-year-old Pacers um, mainly there was not really two-year-old races here like, there was a couple like, but there might only be two three-horse races but there was nothing of any kind of magnitude to, like, to promote breeding and make people invest in, in, in the breeding and so on so when we were thinking about the memorial we thought that we'd do it for two-year-olds everyone told us we were mad it, it, it couldn't happen. We don't have the facilities, you know. It's not going to walk, you know. Um, three year olds, it has to be. But we stuck with the game plan and went to where the first year we had um, thirty one nominations into the stage race. So I think back at that time it was like five thousand three hundred euros we got stage money, and we had a race for ten thousand. We said no matter what, we're going to race for ten thousand to come out the race, and we got Ladbrokes, which is familiar in Australia over here to sponsor. So. It was good to have their name involved with it and the way we went. And this year, we in stakes phase, I think we've took in 135,000 pounds sterling. That's for the whole. So, is that for the whole carnival or? So, so basically, we started with the two-year-olds, and then when we got the two-year-olds up and running, we added the three-year-olds, and we got the three-year-olds up and running, we added the four-year-olds, and then we added the free-for-all pace, and we've added some other races, but. It's basically for the stage races. So for the two, three, and four-year-olds, they're running for uh, approximately 150,000 euros. Wow. That's mm. that's huge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's massive. Like, the first prize in the two-year-olds is 20,000 pounds sterling, so it's, it's, it's approximately 30,000 
Australian. I think I think it's even more. Is it a pound to the Australian dollar? Probably, probably one. Probably, it's probably somewhere in the region of thirty-five thousand dollars to the winner of each division. Like you know, at the at the beginning as well, it was a mixed sex race because we didn't have the numbers. But now, since two thousand and sixteen, we're able to have uh, two separate divisions: one for the Phillies and one for the Cubs. Outstanding. Um, that's. You've given me a lot to take in there, the stake money, the rest. Okay, so you race it over the 12 and 13. Are you, all your stakes races on the 13th, or how does it work? So with the two-year-olds, because like of the geography with you know the UK and Ireland and it's a combined race, like the thought was saying, kind of, there's probably more um, GB horses entered than there would be Irish horses, even when it was in Ireland, because it's obviously a bigger population over there and so on. So we run heats for the two-year-olds on the Saturday if there has to be a heat. So we run two elimination heats on the Saturday and then we run the finals on the Sunday and that goes for the three-year-olds as well. And that'll happen... So Sunday. That happens this Sunday year? Sunday is final. Yeah, yeah. So I, I estimate that there's going to be heats for the two-year-old cows and fillies and there'll be heats for the three-year-old cows I think this year and the three-year-old fillies is going to be a straight final I'd say on a Sunday Wow how many how many horses will get to this meeting? I would say I would say somewhere in the region of probably about 170 or 80 horses something like that Wow that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant, yeah. Mutual friend of ours, this is how this all came about, was Mark Hughes. Um, yeah. I think, I actually think, uh, well, I better be careful, a Woodland sponsoring a race over this weekend? Next year, I think they're looking at sponsoring one of the feature races, yeah. I had to be careful because Andrew Grissom, and he might have watched it and he might have gone, what? <laughs> but I mean... Well, maybe, maybe the airport. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how Andrew finds out a few of these things but I mean Mark went over there and um, he, he, he'd spoken to you guys a few times um, about it racing in Ireland is a lot bigger than what a lot of us here in Australia think about it um, but between Great Britain and, and Wales by the sounds of it it's, it's really big yeah well it's yeah, there's like there's a big community and, and race. There's racing every weekend, you know. There's some sometimes there's racing probably in the UK. There's probably racing three, four times a week, and then the same in Ireland. They can race probably twice a week, say in Ireland. You know, on average, like there could be weekend meetings or a bank holiday where you might race three times. You know, always on the weekend. Always on the weekend in the UK. There might be some. Some Tuesdays. Okay. Um, are they all they all TAB meetings or betting like bookies? There's always bookies. I know that, but is it, it like? Yeah. The, it's all on course betting, unfortunately. You know, I think um, some of the racing in the UK from Tier Prince, where we're holding the, the Vincent Delaney Memorial, um, used to be streamed into Australia. There was some betting done in Australia on the races up to I think as far as last year. Is that happening this year? No, no, I don't know why or, 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 or what's going on there, but no, they've done a bit. I don't think it was that much, to be honest, Bob, but that was the only off-course wagering, really, that was going on with, you know, with, with the UK and Ireland, and that's the problem. You know, there's no, there's no outside funding coming in. 
just a small bit from the government in Ireland, but nothing substantial, you know. So the government get behind you. They they're encouraging. They're starting to slowly, but slowly but surely, you know. But there's nothing substantial to make a big difference. But I suppose at grassroots level, um, they're helping with the stud book and they're helping with some grants, like you know, for um, I think the track and some equipment and offices and stuff like that. But nothing major as such, you know. Is it is it growing, Derek? I believe so. The, the breeding is getting a lot. Um, there's one thing we do have, and what like where I think there's a bit of a future, and is the breeding and the export of horses to America. You know, it's making it viable for the breeders in the UK and Ireland to to breed horses, and the Ireland sales has gone up since the VDM has come along, since the Vincent Lady Mart has come along, it's pushed the Ireland prices way up. Um, so we're starting to get better stallions into the country, um, and there's better breeding going on, you know. For example, this year's Vincent Lane Memorial, I found a friend of mine on the phone there, before the car even comes in, like, you couldn't pick a winner. You couldn't pick the winner. You know, of the two-year-old cows and fillies, and the same can be said for the three-year-olds and the four-year-olds. So that, to me, is showing that the product is getting better, you know, and it's getting more and more competitive. So I think that's probably where our future stands just right now with, with revenue to come, come back into the industry to allow the breeders going on because the Ireland sales, as I said, are getting good prices for a good Ireland and um, the exports, when the horses are kind of finished with the fire out stakes racing, they're being um, purchased for the likes of Ron Bork is buying a good few horses we've facilitated um, over here and there's other American trainers buying um, from direct from the UK um, owners and stuff like that. So the GB and Irish horses are becoming more and more down to the US. So that can only be a good thing for the sport as well, I think. You know. So they're going to the US and winning? Yeah, yeah. There's three horses gone to the US in recent years that have gone 49. Gone 49? Um, 49s, yeah, gone 49. And... Um, there was a three-year-old filly um, exporter that we actually bred here by our own stallion, and she was in. She raised in the Jugget, and she raised in the Graduate as a four-year-old of Grand Circus. She won a leg of the Graduate. She was raised in Test of Faith. She was toured in the Jugget final. She's the first horse ever to be bred outside of America to race in the Jug. You know, first horse ever. First horse ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's been a 49 as a three-year-old as well. So the breed is coming. And she's by her own stallion that's still there. So foreclosure. For, um, who, who, so. who, foreclosure is available in WA. I think someone in WA is standing. Am I right? That's right, yeah. Cody Charles. Yeah. Good soccer for there for a minute. Yeah. So... Yeah, like, you know, if you had said to me 10 years ago, like, you know, in 10 years' time, you're going to have, or eight, eight years' time, you're going to have a filly there that's going to be racing a jug out. I would have said, you know, crazy, you know. Like, you know, that was always the goal, but to, to get to that level, I think, is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding to see the breed get up to that standard, you know. Um, before we go too far, the Vincent Delaney Memorial is on the 12th and 13th of August, which is next weekend. Um, can exactly. we can we watch it live anywhere? Do you know if here in Australia will we be able to? 
there is going to be a live stream that you can you, you have to purchase the live stream that was just like back to the same thing again with costs and stuff for the track so there is going to be a, a, a live stream link and we'll share that on the Vincent Delaney Memorial Facebook page right up so that's and, and that's that's the easiest way to find it now how I found it is actually through Oakwood Stud and then there's a link to the Vincent Delaney but Vincent Delaney Memorial is a Facebook page in itself Page, yeah, and the link will be shared there, and also it'll be shared on the Tear Prince Harness Racing page. On the who? So, Tear Prince, so it's T I R, Tear Prince, T R I N C E. Yep. Um, Harness Racing on Facebook. And who is that? That's the racetrack. Okay, so that's a Wales racetrack. Yeah, that's Tear Prince, that's where we're holding the events, yeah. Rightio, so that's that's for the Vincent Delaney Memorial, which is what I got Derek on here to talk about. Um, sit back and make yourself a coffee, because I reckon this is going to be one of those little chats that might just go a little bit longer. He's just finished his coffee. I haven't had my tea, but we'll be right. We will get there. Um, congratulations on what you've built there too, Derek, before we do get off it with the Vincent Delaney. I, I would imagine for the entire family it would mean a lot. Um, so well done for what you've been able to achieve and continue to grow uh, with the money. I think that's huge. And um Harness racing is probably negative a lot of the time, so this is a very positive story, although it came from a bit of grief. So well done to you guys and everyone behind the scenes, not just you, because I'm talking to you. Yeah, thanks very much, Paul. Yeah, no, you're right. There isn't, um, there's been from the from the start, like there's been huge like, support and, and voluntary, and people come up voluntary because it's all voluntary. Nobody gets paid, you know, out of this. It's just a celebration of instances and memorials and um, to help harness race along the way as much as we can as well, you know. Um, I think you were just saying there off camera, when you started this, you didn't think it was going to get as big so quick and we're, we're the exact same. Like, you know, it's kind of sometimes, you know, leading up to the event, they'd be shaking your head going, what are we doing, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, we have great help and, you know, we have a committee and we have a lot of people there come on voluntary. Like, there's some great brands on the committee and, and, and work hard so um grateful for the work that everyone puts in but it has become a, a big deal in every way you know yeah no it sounds it it absolutely sound, sounds it okay um i don't know where to start this how many horses do you sell at your yearling sales this is where everyone can have their cup of coffee we are going to talk i suppose iron ireland and great britain harness racing would be the best way to and wales we'll get into trouble from katie perry and mike and everyone else but we'll talk all of those in, included but we'll start we'll just stick with the irish for for a start but we might end up doing a few of these going forward just to i suppose break down some barriers so people are aware of it um how many yeah, yeah. how many horses go for a yearling sales and how many yearling sales do you have there in ireland we don't actually have a year in sale in Ireland. We had one year a couple of years ago that we organised. We helped organise the Jordan Covey. Um, but the main sale is in the York Harness Racing um, Racetrack in the UK. So the artists ex- ship the horses over to the sales in, in the UK to sell them there, you know. So the numbers are increasing. I think last year, roughly, there was about 50 yearlings. Yep. And... From what I hear, it's probably going to be a lot more than that this year as well. So you know, it's a sign that the the breed is the breeding is growing. You know. All right. How many stands? This is actually gets back to your jugget comment you just said there. How many how many stands would stand in in the three zones as well? If well, state uh, sorry, countries. I shouldn't say zones. Um, yeah. At, yeah. 
it's it's kind of all interlinked anyway, you know. It's kind of like you know, it's, I call it it's, it's the circuit, you know. Like you know, some people might disagree with that, but I think it's all the one, really, you know. Um, the Irish go over there and race in the UK a lot as well. All their future races, so I suppose it's a bit like New Zealand and Australia that way. For um, stallions, I would say roughly standing was probably. Maybe about forty. Forty. Maybe about maybe about forty. Yeah, 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 yeah. So buying, I was forty, and then there's frozen salmon here for like um, Sweet Leo, Captain Crunch, obviously Mickey, um, somebody else is the Irish Harness Racing Club. They have frozen salmon for Betting Lion, Heston Blue Chip, and Cattle Wash. Wow. And then there's. Yeah, then there's lawyers stallions, then like there's, there's, there was a brother at the Blissful Hall here for a long time. He would have been leading stallion called Hasty Hall. He would have been leading stallion there. I think he just retired last year, you know. That's so, s- yeah. So do do people uh, tend to um, I suppose keep a lot of their their own horses if that makes sense? Like they um, they by the yeah, there's owner. Yeah, so they, they, they breed their own horse and, and you know, since this the like it is superior stallions has come in and people are breeding to those and then hopefully, you know, racing the offspring then themselves and then, you know, obviously gonna breed those fillies onwards or whatever. So yeah, you have that and then you have the commercial breeder as well. How many um horses um bred a year? Um a lot of questions for me. Um I was I told, I told everyone to make a coffee, so don't stress. You don't have to rush. Yeah, yeah, don't rush. Take your time. Um, I think probably the statistics are hard to find, Paul. To be honest, you know, um, I'd say off the top of my head, there's probably about four hundred and fifty mares being bred between the UK and Ireland. Yeah, that's a, that's good numbers. And if the, if it is slowly increasing, at some point in time, you're going to get a shock at how many horses you do have. Yeah, I could be wrong there. Like, it could be a bit more, you know? Yeah. Because you do hear numbers, like, well, you know, and then some of them you can check out. And then the mayor's, like, the, so the mayor's being bred is not all recorded, like, the way it would be in Australia and stuff like that. So, you know, like, if a stallion is doing, if a stallion has 30 mayor's mate certificates to file for, he might have done 50, you know? You, 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 don't, you don't have the record for the other 20, so... Um, I could be wrong there with saying that there could be more than that, you know. Is that one of the struggles you've got at the minute, trying to, I suppose, get the stud book a little bit more uh, in line, if if that's a bit of the right word, or, you know, streamlined? Yeah, it is improving, though. It is improving, like, you know, databases and stuff like that. And there's two breed societies. So one is called Sagby, and they used to look after the breed and, and the passports in Ireland and the UK, but since... Brexit and so on. The Irish have their own stud book now, so they're kind of playing catch up. Like and um, Stagby have just launched a new website as well, which is very advanced. And I haven't had a lot of time to look around it yet, but it does look like it has everything you need in there. So and um, there are also them um, applications for mate certificates online and stuff like that. So that's a step forward, you know. Oh no, I, I, up, I've up, up to that. Hopefully, well, up to that, the prints, you know, it's cardboard, like the prints cover there to send them out to you and stuff, and then you have to post them to the breeder, and then they have to post them back yep. to, you know, register and so on. 
it's one of the things we're trying to do over here is make it all electronic. So I would imagine if we can get it electronic in you know countries like Australia and America and that where that can be done, that that data would be easy enough to probably transfer over. It might take a year or two still to come to Ireland, but it'd be good if it does get to that stage, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I'm on like pathway in the USPA and anything you need to know is just going there and the information is there. So if we can get to that level, it'd be super. Oakwood start, how many, like you guys stand stallions there yourselves? Yeah, we stand one stallion and we, one loyal stallion and then we have browsers standing for three now, Captain Crunch and obviously Mickey. How many, how many mares on the farm? We have probably around 16 to 20 mares, including a couple of clients. So we have kind of an average 10 or 12 mares ourselves. And do you, do you sell at the sales, or do you are you one of these guys that keep, yeah. you sell? No, we sell, yeah. yeah. Last year, we actually, um, one of the fillies um, got, got a drop on our foot before she went to the sales, so we retained her up and put her in training. And then there was another client here here, and um, we purchased that, and we've we've had two fillies in training this year for the first time in a long time, you know. Well, should they be? But, Sorry, we said there before. Sorry. We said there before about uh, my friends Katie Evans and uh, for, uh, Mike. Um, yeah, um, they're trained one of those horses for you, a Lazarus filly, I believe. They do, yeah, yeah. So she's racing in um, Vincent's heat next weekend. So hopefully she has a game on. <laughs> Does Mike drive? Mike drives. Yeah, he yeah. trains and drives there. Yeah, yep. she's coming along. It's a bit grand, like, too, but she's doing a nice enough thing. She had a good run last weekend in, in the UK. I was over watching them. She had, a, she had a tough trip, but she was trying to race, so she is learning. So, who knows how much she'll improve now to next week. And, you know, fingers crossed we get a bit of luck and she surprises us, you know. How many um, paces, like, I, I don't know why, I always just envisage it was all trotting, but it sounds like there's more paces over there than there is actually trotting. Would that be fair? Yeah, it was always more pacing in, in, over in Ireland and the UK. And they used to be like um, kind of a European trotter, say, like there might be one trot, a few trots for me. Um, the French Trotting um, Association, the Trot, have put horses in in recent years and um, they subsidise the prize money and stuff like that. So there's a lot of people down that in Ireland, more so than the UK. Um, so they could have probably. 50-50 pacers yep. to trotters on a race car. maybe 60 pacers 40 trotters something like that yep yeah that's it's actually for all, 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 all French all French trotters all French yeah yeah, yeah. do you do you guys you're all you're all pacing by the sounds of you you, you said the stadiums yeah. you've got there you're all pacing you guys yeah we did stand the French stallion a couple of years back and he's done well his offspring have done well um, in the stakes program here, but um, there just isn't enough mares, Paul. Like you know, there was we tried to um, support the, the the breeding, and we were asked, and we did, and we leased a good horse, and his offspring have been winning everything. So it was obviously the right mare, but just the numbers just don't stack up, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, you, you sort of throw me so so many um, curveballs. How did you guys? How did the Delaney's get into? harness racing is it a family affair or is it something you guys stumbled across we kind of stumbled across as a saying to you there uh, we had horses as kids and 
we had walking horses and back in the eighties and everybody was a horse and cart, you know, like if you wanted to deliver coal or fuel or whatever, you had a horse and cart. So we were kinda on horse and cart and um, there was a racing yard probably about two miles from my house. So they used to jog them on the road past the house like when we were kids as well and we kinda ended up in that yard there and I think the bug bit us and kind of a few years down the road then we got we ended up buying a, a pacer and went back to the track because Paul Marnick where the track used to be the clouds in Dublin was only probably three miles from my house so we were in the racing yard and then we used to go down to the track down with the owners of that the Wallace family which would be Steve and Hannah's racing in Ireland for many years you know so um, that's how we that's how we got involved we bought a horse then in 2000 I think it was 23 years ago for the race and um, the rest is history as they say <laughs> It is. Uh, it's just a. It's a cool story. How long's harness racing been going in Ireland? Throw you under the bus again. I think. I think it's got, like. I think it goes back to the early nineteen hundreds. Yep. It's a long, long time. Like, you know. It, yeah. Yeah. It's this tradition. Like they race on saddles on the saddle in West Cork. I, I think it's probably even to the late eighteen hundreds. Like you know, it's, it's years and years. They close off the road down there in West Cork where. Mark was down there with us at racing. They, they closed the main road and strapped um, three bales of straw together and put sand around it. They go half a mile out the other side of the road and they do the same. And they race them on the saddle out the road around the bales and back down for over distances of a mile to two miles. So that's entertaining. But that's a tradition that's down there over 100 years. But you don't road race as often now like there was a stage 10 15 years ago which pretty much you guys didn't have tracks at all so people would block a road off so so you could use the roads to race on that doesn't happen as often no. now no no that doesn't happen that never happened with like with um track racing like so there's always been tracks that we race on sports like which is the grass and then we race on a hard track there's been hard tracks there for this way back as I can remember before my time even, you know, the, the, there is some road racing that's done illegal road racing. There is over in Ireland and GB that doesn't do the sport any good. No. You know, it, it gives it, no, no, it gives, it gives it a bad name. And, you know, when you're trying to explain harness racing to people, you're trying to nearly, anyone outside of harness racing, they are trying to explain what harness racing is in Ireland. Uh, 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 the UK, unfortunately, you, you have to explain to them it's not that, that you know, it's it's a, a professional sport, you know, that's done on track under rails and so on. So No, absolutely. Best horse you bred, Derek? Oh good Annabella. Is that the Jugget Philly? Yeah, yeah. We actually purchased her back. We sold we sold over six thousand five hundred at the Ireland sales. She went on to be champion. Like she's the fastest two year old Philly that's ever been in Ireland or the UK. She went over there and competed and she she got a, a bit of a tendon injury and we heard that she was off and that she might be for sale because the Americans fought off the Oilers lads and um, we ended up going out on a limb, on a, on a yeah, on her back. So um, she was she was definitely more expensive than what we sold her for, I put it that way. And, um, but we just thought it was the right thing to do, Paul, to be honest, there was... That was the biggest purchase we've ever given for any horse. But um, I just felt it was the right thing. To, you know, she gave harness racing, not just for us, 
for the whole of Ireland and GB to get everybody some buzz to follow her. Like, you know, I was, I was kind of like, I was saying, it's kind of like the football team getting into the World Cup finals or something like that. You know, everybody was watching and everybody was buzzing about her. So I just thought it was the right thing to do. So she's out there in the field just um, literally looking out the window at her and she's in foul with the Captain Crunch. So it, fingers crossed. Is that her first um, fault? Is that her first fault? That just to be a first, that's a first pregnancy, yeah. Yeah, rightio. So when's she due? She is due around next March. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we're nearly following. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. You're, yeah, you'd be behind us. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys race any? Which I was just saying that we had a couple of two-year-olds. My brother, James. No, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I actually meant did you train. Sorry. Um, that came out the wrong way. Did yeah, you... yeah, yeah. Yeah, we used to train. My brother had the uh, trainer's license, so he was the trainer. So he would have trained, like, Annabella's mother, uh, Carmel Camden, her name is, and she was champion two and three-year-old in Ireland and stuff like that. So, um, kind of, when we got more involved in the breeding back 2014, we kind of went more professional with the breeding, and, and then he stopped the training because we just thought we'd concentrate on the one thing instead of trying to do both, you know? Yeah. Rude question. Um, hopefully, no one's listening. Can you make money out of harness racing in Ireland? We are at the moment um, being sustainable. Yeah, yeah. With the with the breeding, and we're we're, we're able to um, take away it, and, and and the business is going all right. You know, it, you know, you, you, you could be, you know, if it wasn't for the passion, I don't think it would be um, on the priority list. If I'm honest, you know what. Um, we're passionate about it and we're, we're, we're committed to trying to bring the sport forward and um, and invest in, in our stock and in our facilities and we'll just keep pushing on and so far, you know, it's um, it's, it's, it's working and hopefully, um, it's like everybody, isn't it? You're always trying to get it right, you know, you're trying to get the right mares, isn't you? You're trying to, you know, you're always chasing the, you know, the next, the next, I'll go down a better, isn't you? You know, but, um, so far, our yearling prices have come up to a good standard and, and, and we're making a living, you know, and we have a couple of staff, like there's five of us here in total. So, um, yeah, it's going all right. All right so it sounds uh, exciting. Hughes, he's, um, uh, he's trying to get a road trip going. He's trying to get me down. I think is it in August, I think he said. Yeah, it's August. Just sorry. You're right. Someone trying to call there. Yeah, yeah, it was just someone trying to call. Um, yeah, he was he was talking about coming over next year for the event. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, you just haven't know that people keep trying to get for you modern yeah. modern technology. Derek, thanks for joining me. Um, it's uh, mid afternoon for you. It's uh, nearly nine o'clock over here Australian time. But thank you very much for joining me. I wasn't really sure what to to expect or how it would go and. Uh, you got me that fascinated. It's not funny. Hopefully, we get a few more people fascinated. I'll have to catch up with um, Katie and and Mike. I can probably do one of these and try and promote what you guys are doing over there and um and go from there. Hopefully, I would imagine like it's the Vincent Delaney Memorial Day or the VDM as you were calling it there before, but it would be tinged with a touch of sadness. I'd imagine with the family, but I hope you have a a good weekend and um you know keep creating more memories and um, a lot of fun for harness racing. Thanks very much. Now it's definitely better three falls. You know, it's a 
it's a kind of a, it's a, it, yeah, it's bittersweet. It's higher than ours, you know, you know. So it's exciting, or it's sad, you know. So, but look, at, we try to give them the best celebration we can every year, and so far, so good, and everyone seems to enjoy it. So, um, long may it last. No, absolutely. Just very quickly, did Vincent drive or train? No, he used to he used to help James with the training of the youngsters. So, yep. that's kind of why we wanted involved with the with the two year olds as well. You know, so um, for it to be baby races, um, so that was his. Derek, thank you. Um, really appreciate your time um, and insight, and um, well done for what you're doing over there, spreading the word for harness racing. I think it's great, and um, I do look forward to it. Whether I can get across there next August or not, I don't know, but we'll try. We'll see how we go and try and get across there for the Vincent Delaney and um, um, get around and have a bit of a look around. The one thing that I am envious of is uh, short sleeves. I don't know. We can't quite have them here in Australia just yet, so we are very envious of that warm weather, I must say. Today is the fourth day. It hasn't rained, I'd say, in about six weeks. So oh. it's not often you get to wear it. <laughs> no, well, we're not going oh, there. But thank you very much, Derek. Cheers. Good morning.